I want to take a minute to tell you about Federal Access. Federal Access is our coaching and training platform that we develop for government contractors. The resources in Federal Access have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. When you become a member, you're going to get access to hundreds of documents, templates, training videos, on-demand webinars, and you get SME support from me. So if you have a question, you can email me directly anytime. Here's a special offer for Game Changers listeners. Visit federal-access.com forward slash Game Changers today and get started for just $29. That's federal-access.com forward slash Game Changers to get started for just $29. Now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to this special edition of the Game Changers podcast. I wanted to talk to you today very briefly about an opportunity with your 8A program. So whether you're an 8A or not, I think you still need to listen to the podcast, but if you have your 8A status, this is especially for you. There's a lot going on right now. There's an opportunity to suspend your status for a year. Uh, and I think this is something that's going to confuse a lot of people. It's, uh, it's not something you should take lightly. So what I did was I asked Josh to get on here and talk for about 10 or 15 minutes about this, some of the questions you might have, as well as, you know, kind of talk through this a little bit with you. Uh, given that, I'm sure you'll probably still have some questions. So if you have questions, you can go ahead and email us. My email address will be in the description of the podcast below. So with that, Josh, take it away. Hi, this is Josh Frank, and Mike asked me to say a couple of words about the current uh, COVID-19 environment, its impact to government contracting, and specifically the 8A program and the potential for suspending your 8A term. So I'm going to start with first, you know, the U.S. government is shifting its procurement priorities. You know, if it's mission essential, it's getting immediate focus. If it's not essential, it's going to go back, it's going to go on the back burner until the country stabilizes. You know, if you're in source selection and it's not essential, you're probably going to get a call from the contracting officer asking you to extend your proposal pricing. Uh, we've had, I don't know, probably three or four of our clients that have already received the calls and they've been asked to extend by either 60 or 90 days. For new procurements, you can safely assume that if you're seeing it in SAM, it's probably important or essential. Uh, the government has also or can also shift obligated funds in one bucket to another bucket for critical requirements. So, you know, your assumptions about, well, gee, you know, Congress obligated certain funds, the services obligated that means nothing. They can move the funds around. The big thing is that they're minimizing competition to accelerate procurements. And that's going to play a major role in what we're going to be talking about here briefly in terms of the 8A suspensions. The government's also authorizing, uh, you know, is authorized to limit sources of supply and service. If we look at the legislative and acquisition environments, they've converged. The president declared an emergency declaration under the National Emergencies Act. And what that means is it's been declared as a, obviously, there's a global pandemic. And when there's a global pandemic and it's not localized, there are, there's no preferences to local firms. Therefore, set-aside requirements do not apply. 
and justifications and approvals can take place after the award. So simply by declaring an emergency under the National Emergencies Act, the president has kicked into drive, has initiated a completely different procurement environment for the federal government. And again, no preference to local firms, and therefore set-aside requirements do not apply. In addition to that, your standard acquisition flexibilities, right? But 18.2 is emergency acquisition flexibilities. Now, why am I bringing this up uh, in terms of the 8A? Because you can't get FAR 18.2 to go into effect unless the president declares an emergency. As a result, not only do set-aside requirements not apply, micro-purchase goes up to 100000 in CONUS, simplified acquisitions go up to 750000 which is amazing. I mean, there's a lot of money that small businesses and even large businesses can get. Additionally, GSA has established a national interest action, an NIA. And so, you know, this is outside the 8A, but if, you're tra- if you want to track COVID-19 costs and acquisitions that are specific to COVID-19, you can look for the code P20C in FPDS, Papa 20 Charlie in FPDS. Now, uh, as well, so when the president declared his emergency declaration, it kicked into gear for 18.2. GSA identified, created a national interest action, very similar to what happens during hurricanes. And the Defense Production Act, which we've all been hearing about, where the where the president has put the pieces in place, but has not executed against it, right? That's where government prioritizes and pretty much takes over private industry. That kicks into gear as well. So you've got the emergency acquisition flexibilities of 18.2. You have the national interest action established by GSA and the Defense Production Act, the DPA, that has, that kicks into gear. That That's a Korean era, you know, uh, law that was uh, put in place by President Truman during the Korean War. All of those take effect as a result of the presidential emergency declaration. Okay. And so the one additional piece to this is that as a result of the presidential uh, emergency declaration, SBA has started putting out information. And th- this is not new, it's in the FAR, but when 18.2, when FAR 18.2, when, em- when emergency acquisition flexibilities go into effect, SBA initiates what's called the uh, 8A program suspension, voluntary suspension for companies currently in the 8A program, as well as hub zone protections, etc. All of these acts and regulations are designed to provide additional tools for contracting officers in order to minimize competition, to accelerate procurements, to limit sources of supply and services, to expedite orders, and provide extensive acquisition flexibilities. So as an example, the the language for the the set-asides being suspended 
you know, uh, and this came out from um, the GSA Office of Government-Wide Policy. They said, you know, normally contracting officers are required to give preference to local firms in designated areas uh, as discussed in the FAR. But in this case, as the disaster response applies to a global pandemic, there is clearly no identified local area. Thus, at this time, local set-aside requirements do not apply. So when it comes to the 8A program voluntary suspension, what this does is, and there's a form, uh, go to your local SBA office if you want to, ta- if you want to execute this, but the voluntary suspension allows companies to recover from the pandemic, from this national emergency, and then take advantage, full advantage of the program. The suspension can be up to one year. Okay, you can suspend for up to one year. You can also lift that suspension at any time, right? So if you decide to suspend and all of a sudden, you know, you have this prospect that goes, hey, we'll sole source to you. You can lift the suspension at any time. Now, what what you don't know is how long it's going to take to lift that suspension, okay? Because you're not authorized to win any 8A set-asides or sole sources while you are in suspension. And then the length of the suspension. So if you suspend for a year, that year will be added to your total program term. So instead of, you know, nine years, you graduate from the program in 2021. If you suspend for a year, then your graduation will be 2022, right? So you're not losing any time. Now, should you suspend your AD certification? It's going to be different for every company. And remember, this is, this is a really important point. Suspending your certification and the the ability for you to actually win contracts does not impact any of your current 8A contracts. So if you have a contract today or, you know, three, four, whatever it is under the 8A program, you still get to maintain those contracts and run them, get paid, etc. You just can't win new ones. So, you know, we've had a lot of companies... Uh, uh, clients and non-clients reaching out and going, hey, should I do this? And I would say you should ask yourself four questions. First, are my products or services considered mission essential or mission critical? It's not what you think, it's what the government thinks, okay? So, you know, it's what the government, it goes back to, you know, it's what the government wants, not what they need. If you have a product or service and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so mission essential, that doesn't matter. It's all about what the government believes is mission essential, mission critical. And by the way, if you go to acquisition.gov, you know, there's like 27, I could be wrong on that, but there's like 27 areas that they say, hey, these are the mission essential, mission critical. So you need to look that up, right? At least know. That's question number one, because if your service product services are not considered mission essential, mission critical, I don't think I would hesitate to suspend my certification. So that's question number one. Question number two, am I currently in negotiations or discussions with government prospects or, or current clients? And that sort of goes with number three, do you have opportunities in your pipeline for 8A 
where you have competitive intelligence and you've already spoken to the contracting officer, program manager, et cetera. If you're not currently in negotiations or discussions on, on a potential contract and you don't have a lot in your pipeline, again, if you don't have mission essential, mission critical product services, I'd probably suspend my certification, right? Don't, don't forget, as a result of the president's declaration and FAR 18.2, the emergency acquisition flexibility is going into effect. And as a result of all of this, set-asides are no longer required, right? I mean, they still say, hey, you know, SBA, the SBA, no doubt, is working with all the agencies and providing guidance. But contracting officers do not have to worry about hitting their percentages, right? So unless you are mission critical, mission essential, and or you already are in negotiations and you're trying to wrap up, you know, uh, getting a contract awarded, I would seriously consider suspension. And then, you know, so the fourth question then is, do I have more than two years left on my nine-year term? If the answer is yes, I would probably want to protect it. Now, if you're in the last year, if you're in year nine, I would, this is, this is the one point where I wouldn't hesitate. I would definitely suspend with one exception. You have mission critical products or services and you know the government needs them. So those are the four questions. Are my product services mission essential, mission critical? Am I currently in negotiations, discussions with government prospects? Do I have opportunities in my pipeline for 8A where I've got competitive intelligence, A, and B, I've spoken to the CEO or the PM. I'm not just looking in Sam. And then four, how far into my nine-year term am I? There's no right answer on that one, but you need to think through it. And so that's what I've got for you on the 8A. And so just to summarize, if you are 8A, I would recommend that in addition to what I've spoken about, you also want to contact your local SBA uh, district office and ask them about the process and see if anything has changed. So on that, I hope all of you have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate you coming on and listening to this special edition. And as I said, if you have questions about everything Josh talked about in this or anything, just let us know. Uh, again, this is not a decision I would take lightly. It's something I would think through this process and make sure you know what you're doing. The good news is you can always change your mind, but we don't know how long that will take. So be careful about the decisions you make. If you have questions, let us know and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers. Game Changers.